What are your instructions? My message today, what are you instructed to do? Most of us has been in church for some period of time now. We are seasoned Christians, right? <laughs> so most of us know how to live this Christian life already. But just in case there may be just one person in here who is a part of the body of believers, the church, and who have given their life and don't know what they are instructed to do, we are instructed to be the hands, the feet, the arms, the legs, the mind, the heart, the manifestation of Christ in the world. How do we accomplish this? The Bible is composed of 12,143 different English words, 8,674 different Hebrew words, 5,624 different Greek words, which make up 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament, which total 66 books in the Bible. Within the B-I-B-L-E, you will find biblical instructions before leaving earth on how to fulfill God's plans for your life. What are you instructed to do? What are your instructions? Orders. What are you commanded to do? Most everything comes with instructions these days. Instructions. Detailed information telling how something should be done, operated, or assembled. You go to your doctor because you are sick. He examines you, writes a prescription. You go get the prescription filled at the nearest pharmacy. And on a bottle of medicine, there is instructions telling you to take your medicine once or twice or three times a day. And you must follow those instructions in order to be healed. You order a nightstand off the internet. When you get the package, you find a bunch of pieces that needs assembling and you immediately reach for the instructions that are inside that came with the pieces. But if you are like me, you try to put it together without reading the instructions and 45 minutes later, you're staring at those pieces, scratching your head because you haven't put one part together yet. Eventually, you reach for those instructions. John, the third chapter, the 16th verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Luke, the second chapter, verse 49. And he said unto them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about 
my father's business. John, the fourth chapter, 34. John 4 and 34. Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his works. John 5, 36. John, the fifth chapter, verse 36. Teaches that Jesus spake also a parable unto them. No man put it, I'm sorry, that's the wrong scripture. I say John, the fifth chapter, verse 36. But I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father had sent me. So what are you saying, man of God? I'm saying Jesus Christ had instructions. He was instructed by God to do his will. The Son of God, Jesus the Christ, had instructions and we have instructions. Did you know your DNA have instructions? I know I'm talking to a bunch of smart people. Your DNA have instructions. And I know I don't need to tell you that. But that's why you look the way you look. Your appearance. That's why I have this nose. These brown eyes. These ears because of DNA. You have your distinctive characteristics or qualities. Your DNA has instructions too. Our DNA carries the genetic instructions used in the growth, development, functioning, and reproduction of all known living organisms and many viruses. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had the DNA of God inside of him instructing in what to do. Stay with me. Remember Luke, the second chapter, verse 49. It said, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I heard someone say, well, what business is that? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Luke 19 and 10. Luke 19 and 10. For the son of man has come to seek and save those that are lost. Luke 4, 18 and 19. Luke 4, 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. What's Jesus' business? What are his instructions? Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year 
of the Lord. Jesus is sent and instructed to defeat Satan, to cry out to God in agony on that old wooden cross upon Golgotha. We call it Calvary. What was Jesus' instructions? The songwriter George Bernard had a clear revelation of what Jesus' instructions were when he wrote this song, The Old Rugged Cross. Those first 35 words, in my opinion, are the most important words of that song. And those words are, on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. That was Mary's baby hanging up there, Joseph's little boy, a lost world redeemer, arms stretched wide, a crown of thorns on his head, his body covered in sweat and blood with the sins of you and me waiting on an answer. Will he stay on the cross or will he come down? Well, you know the answer to that already because you're here today. So the question remains, what are your instructions? Luke, the ninth chapter, 22nd to the 24th verse teaches, that's Luke, the ninth chapter, the 22nd verse to the 27th verse teaches, Jesus calls his 12 disciples together, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. Well, I really want to get your attention on that 23rd verse of Luke, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse. In Luke, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse, and it says, to all, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. What are you instructed to do? The text tells us, and he said to them, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus is saying there is 86,400 seconds in a day. And I want you to honor me seven days a week. Anthony, what are some examples of taking up your cross? One, Jesus says, following me. Two, preaching the kingdom of God. Luke, the ninth chapter, the 57th through 
62nd verse. Luke 57 through 62. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wheresoever thou goest. And Jesus said it unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto them, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, it's fit for the kingdom of heaven. What does that mean? What does that mean, follow me, in layman's turn? That means taking up your cross, taking up your cross, following Jesus, you may lose some friends. Family members will stop talking to you. Your reputation will be drugged in the mud, and you may lose your life in some countries. I mean, you can lose your life in the USA for saying Jesus nine days. Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 27. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Matthews, the 28th chapter, the 16th to the 20th verse. That's Matthews, the 28th chapter, the 16th to the 20th verse. This is called the Great Commission to his disciples. We as a church are God's disciples also. We are followers of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Matthews. 28th chapter, the 16th to the 20th verse reads. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him for some doubting. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach our nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Matthew 28, 16 and 20th through the 20th. Now we have our marching orders, our instructions. When I was a kid in church, my pastor used to say, now that you are a soldier on a battlefield, here are your marching orders. What are you instructed to do? What are your instructions? Live out the Great Commission 
be the hands, the feet, the arms, the legs, the mind, the heart, the manifestation of Christ in the world. To live out the Great Commission, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all the commandments, and the Holy Spirit will be with us forever until the end of the world. Our ultimate goal is to be like Christ in our actions, attitude, words, understanding. At times, sin will hinder us. The Bible teaches repentance. Jesus Christ taught repentance in Matthew's, the fourth chapter, the 17th verse, saying from that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Luke 24, 46 through 48. That's Luke, the 24th chapter, the 46th to the 48th verse. He told them this is what is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are all witness to these things. To become an exemplary soldier on the battlefield, we go to God surrendering. We ask for forgiveness. Allow God to take over our lives. We repent to turn away from our sins. We follow these biblical instructions within the word of God. As I bring my message to an end, I close with Proverbs, the 16th chapter, verses 20th through 30. That's Proverbs, the 16th chapter, verses 20th through 30. Whoever give heed to instruction prospers. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. The wise in heart are called discerning, and gracious words promote instruction. Prudence is a fountain of life to the prudent, but folly brings punishment to fools. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent and their lips promote instruction. You have a blessed day.